Showtime. This is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Nutson. Oh, <laughs> Travis Mawarder. We do have another Mawarder, not in the house, but that's right. she was at AVP Media Day and had her name officially changed. Delaney Nutson had her name officially changed to Delaney Mawarder on AVP. Really? Rosters and everything, yep. Perfect timing for Media Day. I know. It was funny. The guy, the guy was funny. Whoever was... Um, I guess doing some of the videos or, or pictures that wasn't Glazebrook or uh, Casey or Troy. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Wait, so you you married into that name?" <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, <laughs> tough, tough for marketing, <laughs> dude." Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, congrats, first of all. It's a good start to the year. Seems like you've been having a good time on that honeymoon too, up in fun. Tahoe. Yeah, Tahoe was great. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was good times being up there. Yeah, glad you guys could make it. We had a good volley crew. Dude, up there. I, I had a great time. Yeah, it was a it was a fun little crew. We, we had a partying. Yeah, in Big Bear. It's <laughs> feeling it. You got Pod Mama and Gabby on the uh, dance floor. Yeah, got you a weekend away from the kiddo. Yep, which first night not, away. Not that you guys like want a night away from mm-hmm. Naya, but I think a weekend away is always needed. It didn't hurt. <laughs> That's for sure. You gave us the only uh, reasonable excuse to yeah. do it. Dude, it was good times. Yeah, and got got Trev and Bran out there. Yep, it was a solid little volleyball community. Yeah, it was funny. My parents were hilarious because they were just like, "We just adore all of your volleyball friends." <laughs> You're like, they're so tall and so smart and so fun. It was just <laughs> randomly like throughout the wedding, like during the speeches, where they'd be someone would have to throw like, "And your damn tall friends." And, like, <laughs> My little brother, all these volleyball players. Yeah, yeah, he did not like. Uh, that uh, everyone was taller than yeah. him, for sure. including, <laughs> your, including your wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was funny when they first met, and he was just like, you serious? Really? Like, you, your girlfriend's six feet tall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, because my older brother's 6'4", and I'm like 6'5"-ish, and then Cody's like 5'9". He claims 5'10". So <laughs> we'll give it to him. Yeah, we'll give it to him. Yeah, that was good times, for yeah. sure. So now we got, so preseason's like kind of, off season for me is now over because like I used February as like my pseudo mm-hmm. off season because it was like after the Cook Islands and then we had the wedding and the honeymoon so it was like the perfect time to just do nothing. Now you got to go on the road again, then, though, right? yeah. So now I'm going back to the East Coast to go to Florida State for a tournament there. Um, they're hosted. They have a really good tournament coming in. Um, they got uh, Cal Poly, Stetson, uh, Florida State. I think. LSU is going to be in Hawaii, but there's like four, uh, TCU in South Carolina. So there's like five really good teams in uh, in Florida State um, this weekend. And then I'm stopping by Orlando to see Phil and Nick for two days. Oh, yeah? Um, yep. And then I, I was actually them? just talking just to Phil. Yeah, so I'm just doing a, a big feature on Phil just because nice. it's like it's his last – we think it's his last year. He's been saying that since like right, Beijing. Yeah. Right. Um, and then just because – and him and Nick are always like, if anybody ever wants to come out to Florida to train, like, Come on. Totally. So I was like, well, I'll be there, and I'm going to come down and say hi anyway. Are so. you going to play? Well, I don't know. Nikolai and Lupo are in town. That They're training with them. Yeah. So if And if not, then I get to just like hang out and, and not train, yeah, which that's is still solid, what I'm trying to do. That's a solid training group for sure. We were thinking about going out to Florida, actually. Because you guys went last year. Yeah, uh, and we trained with Phil and Nick. But um, we didn't want to travel. Like right, yeah. it, would only, it would be two weeks before, um, uh, where are we going? Qatar. Yeah. So we figure save ourselves a flight. We're actually going to go down to the um, USOC, or actually it's not USOC anymore. It's the OTC Olympic Training Center down okay. in 
Chula Vista and just kind of isolate ourselves down there for oh, a nice. week or so. A few teams are going to come down and train with us. and It's perfect. going to eat, sleep, breathe, volley nice. for uh, a week. And then, uh, then we have a week back here, and then we're gone. Up to, then you're going to Doha? <clears throat> then we're to Doha, then we come back for a week, and then to Mexico. Okay, I'll be there. I'm going to Cancun. Hey. Yeah. Spring break. Yeah, Volleyball Mag splurging for me this year. It's awesome. Volleyball Mag sending you spring break. Yeah. In Cancun. Yeah. Stay away from the wet <laughs> t-shirt tough, contest. Tough job. You're a married, married man now. I'm a married man. I got my rubber ring. There you Prove go. It. Yep. The true um, athlete ring. Yeah. And it was funny because, like, I had a um, like a titanium ring, but I was getting nervous before the wedding, so, like, my fingers started to swell mm-hmm. up a little bit, and I was like, I can't take this thing off. So I was like, shit. Like, Delaney, I'm just going to wear this one until I feel safe wearing right. those things. Yeah, I lost mine, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so this thing was like 12 bucks for a six-pack, so I think mm-hmm. I'll be good. Yeah. Get a different, few different colors. Yeah, mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. Should be fun. Yeah. And you're just, you're a volleyball mag sending you to yeah. Mexico. Yeah. Which is going to be spicy. Which is going to be just these first two events are going to be huge. Yeah, and we're, huge. We're going to know so much by the end of these two events. Yeah, because especially with, um, I mean, that can be kind of the first point. So the the point of this podcast is to do kind of like a season preview. Mm-hmm. Um, we did one last year that was pretty popular, of just like what players to watch and like what events, what your schedule's looking like, what mine's looking like. Um, but yours is already changing. Um, yep. So Cancun and Doha are that much more important now yeah. that we've already lost two four-stars mm-hmm. in China, likely a third. I can't imagine that the simming four-star would be happening. Yeah, no, I've been talking to everyone at USA Volleyball, too, and there's no reason to believe that that, that event's going to run. And if they do run it, I don't know who's going to go. Like, yeah. I don't think we any of us want to go to that. Right. And so, And there would be no real point. Because, I mean, simming mm-hmm. was right after uh, mm-hmm. Yang Zhu. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was the week after. So like, there's no way it's gonna right. happen. So that would make it three less four stars, mm-hmm. which would bring you guys down to what like nine point worthy events to play in. Yeah, which are point worthy events, like three and four stars. I really combined. don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have the one five star, and then we're, we weren't planning on playing any three stars. Yeah, so maybe we have to throw one in. Um, but at this point, we're just like stick with Cancun and Doha and then we do a full reset and figure out where we have to go from there. Yeah. Hopefully we're in great position and we're like, all right, we just can pick and choose here. Stick with the four stars. You don't want to be scrambling at the end for yeah. sure. Well, cause so Phil and Nick are signed up for Coolangata, <clears throat> the three star in Australia. Okay. And I didn't know if like the four stars in China getting canceled would make you guys look at Latvia right, right after Huntington between Austin or if you'd say, well, it doesn't, you know, because at this point, you guys almost have to win a three-star to get a benefit. Um, I think we would benefit from, like, a top three, okay. probably. Um, Phil and Nick are in a little bit of a different situation because they just want to get finishes right. so that they can fill their 12 and start replacing. Yeah. Um, but that's gnarly. Like, they're going to go to Qatar, straight to Australia, and then back to Mexico. I guess that's... Somewhat in order. Yeah. They're going to do relatively circumnavigation of the globe. Yeah. And, but you know, like Phil, like they don't, they don't enjoy traveling. Oh, no, yeah. Like, that's why they only have 10 events. To be going to a three star at this point is, is a little stressful. Um, so they're probably not happy that China was canceled, I'm yeah. guessing. But 
I mean, I'd rather go to Australia. <laughs> I just wonder how far that flight is from Qatar to Australia. Like, nothing's close <laughs> to Australia. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. No, I don't think that's close at all. Yeah, no, so they're, they're going to have not, some... We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was funny talking, because I, I talked to a bunch of different players, like, when the... Um, the announcement was made that Yangzhou got canceled, mm-hmm. um, and you and Trevor were like, "Okay, like we don't have to go to China. Like, right. Totally fine. Like it's not like you don't want to play events, but if you don't have to go to China, you don't have to go to China. Yeah, it's a exactly. good thing. No, well, and it also could potentially <laughs> open us up to playing in Huntington. Yeah, like, do I want to play in Huntington Beach, or do I want to go to China? Right. Like, come on. <laughs> like, I'm dying right. to play AVPs. I've probably played less AVPs than anyone um that's been on tour as long as i have i yeah. guarantee it actually yeah. so uh and especially huntington i've been to like i want to say three finals in huntington in my like four tournaments there five the there. first event that i watched when i came here was when you and john beat mayor and doherty nice that was the first one it's the first time i ever saw you play yeah we made a final two years before that against theo and nick and Freaking lost. <laughs> and then uh, the next year we played against Casey and Jake in the final. And freaking lost. <laughs> and then Redemption against. Just needed Doherty. me to come out there. You needed you. You were the money. The money factor. You see, I think you sealed the low line on Mayer. Yep. Block for the win. Yep. A little show and take line. Yep. Um, and then there was also a bonus check that tournament, I remember. Oh, nice. Rakuten was Those are nice. the tour. And they threw up a little <laughs> bonus check for the finals. Nice. Problem is... We won the bonus check, but before the the final, we uh, we all agreed to split it. Damn it! <laughs> they threw it out there. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll take some guaranteed money. Well. Yeah, but then I could have had it all. Yeah, I mean, not gonna, you're not going to lose money taking guaranteed money, so that's usually a good that's move. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so like you and Trevor, you've already got your finishes. You're in the the driver's seat of your Olympic destiny because yeah, you're in second. So like you guys were both kind of like, well, I mean, if they're canceled, then they're canceled. We get to stay home. We don't need to catch anyone. But yeah. then I talked to Stockman and Emily Stockman and Kelly Larson, and they were super bummed because they have a, a bit of a climb. So they yeah. need as many events as they can. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the way I look at it, you could look at it that we're not in second because it's really about average finishes. Right. Uh, we have a little bit of an advantage in that we're just adding. But, I mean, we're not thinking of it like, oh, we have the two spot. Now we just hold right. on to it. Not at all. Like, I, th- I guarantee that every one of uh, uh, us, Jake and um, Phil, are all going to better their average finishes um, a lot in this next bit. It's just who's going to go the furthest, what yeah. two teams are going to um, better them the most. So I, I don't think we're sitting pretty at all, but we're also not going to go throw ourselves out there and just, oh, I'm going to play in everything. Because I believe when when you're trying to add finishes, you... I'd rather have one first place than two fourth place. Yeah. Like, or three fifth place. Right. Because you're just, you just need those one big finishes and anything bad, you're just dropping. Yeah. So like me and Hayden last quad, I feel like we lost out on that Olympic spot because I thought we were overall, we were more consistent and better. If you would have taken all of our finishes, I think we would have had a higher average. Yeah. I have no idea if that's true or not. (laughs) But because Casey and Jake were taking some 17ths and 25ths in there, but they were also getting the fifths and, and like a podium here and there. Yeah. And me and Hayden were just like 9th, 5th, 9th, 5th, like right in that area a lot. 
So, like, our average might have been higher, but Olympics drops your back finishes and takes your top ones. So that didn't help us. Yeah. So in this situation, I'd rather just go for quality. Like right. I, I just want to go get one good finish and then worry about the next one. Yeah. And, um, you know, with my health stuff, like, I, I don't need to be traveling around the world chasing right. stars. Because if we go to, let's say, Australia and, and pull a 17th and... Now I just traveled all the way out there, and now I'm struggling just to recover for... I put myself in a bad position for uh, Cancun. Right. So that's that's our strategy, is just be ready and go for it. We're not going to be chasing points, unless it comes down to it at the end. And yeah. You see what you have to do, and you go try to execute it. Yeah. So the with the China events, well, is like... Is the coronavirus... Because that was why the China events got canceled. Is mm-hmm. that like a concern for you at all, traveling? If I'm going to China, it is. Yeah. Do you think um, just China? Because, like, I mean, there are cases in, like, Texas. Totally, so, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, no. I'm, I just don't think it's worth my concern at this point. Yeah. And I understand it's a full world health issue right now. Right. Um, but I'm not quite ready to wear the mask. And, like, you know? <laughs> right. But I will be absolutely be careful. I have hand sanitizer. I'm not that that's going to save me, but like <laughs> on my bag at all Can't times, hurt. you yeah. know, and um, staying away from other people and yeah, know, especially if they're coughing. Like you're you're looking. You're always on the lookout, <laughs> even even when there's not the coronavirus going yeah. around. But right now, for sure, you're going to be a little more vigilant about those uh, that bacteria. But I'm not I'm not nervous about it. If I was going to China, like if we're we're never forced, but like if this the event we needed to go to and they played it I would be wearing a mask absolutely yeah. and it, it would be a comical trip uh, <laughs> to watch on our Instagrams yeah for sure um, so that was fan question number one uh, what are thoughts on cancellations postponing mm-hmm. the China events uh, that's from Tams and he has a follow up uh, different kind of tangent any hot gossip on new partnerships so we'll just kind of give a rundown of the new partnerships, men's and women, mm-hmm. um, and kind of evaluate from there. So the new partnerships, uh, David Lee is partnered with Reed Pretty. Chase Budinger is partnered with Kame Shock, Casey Patterson, and Troy Field, the Media Day Dream Boys. Uh, Jeremy K. Spear and Sean Rosenthal. Uh, I have a little love triangle here between Tim Baumgren, Theo Bruner, and Miles Evans because mm-hmm. Tim and Theo announced that they're partners, but Theo's playing FIVBs and training with Miles. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out. <laughs> um, which they're in a, uh, I mean, this podcast will be out after it happens, but Country Quota for Doha's on Thursday, right? I think so, yeah. And I think Miles and Theo are playing Came and Chase. To play into Billy and Stafford. Ooh. So that'll be an interesting country quota. Uh, Ty Loomis and Ryan Doherty, I think, is a thing. Um, oh. Not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure that that's I happening. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, John Hyden and Bill Kalinske, which I think just is just a domestic thing. Yep. Um, Kalinske's playing. He was signed up for the China events with Mike Bogue. But now they're canceled, so I don't know what's going on there. And then we have Eric Baranek and Andy Benish, which I put on there, even though they're not like at the like Theo Miles Baumgren level. I think Baranek made a semifinal last year, and yeah, yeah domestically awesome. they could easily be uh, the uh, most improved team, even though that's not yeah, an award for sure. 
And then other partnerships that are just staying, Jake, Gibb, and Taylor Crabb, mm-hmm. you and Trevor, uh, Phil and Nick. Billy and Staff. Uh, Billy and Staff. And then, I don't know, do we miss anyone? Uh, and then you have, like, floaters like Ricardo. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, Piotr, Burek. Um, Travis Mortar. Just floating. 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 Kyle friends floating out there. We were just talking yeah. about that. Yeah. Trying to, so that I have, um, so then I have like the stocks to buy. Kyle Friend is a big stock to buy for me this year. I think so. Um, he's like top of my list for partners. You should buy it. And yeah, trying to. Kyle, if you're listening. Come on, Kyle. Let's go. We're uh, two for two in tournaments. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Kyle's awesome. Um, he, cause we, we've played two tournaments together, um, medaled twice. We, I think we played in two Norseka qualifiers and went undefeated in both. So I like to play with him. And he knows how to, I mean, he's just a good all around volleyball player and he knows how to play in all different environments and yeah. situations for him. I think it was just a matter of getting the reps on the beach cause he was more of an indoor player. But, um, I think I would buy that stock for sure. Yeah. So Kyle's a big stock to buy for me. Um, I don't know who, like what his, cause at, at this point, like, I feel like every like blocker move that's available is pretty lateral. Like there's like that cluster of, you know, like case beer and those guys who are like the like main draw tier. And then there's like a drop off with like Paul Lottman. I think, I don't know if he's playing with Miles Partain or not. Um, I heard, who did I hear Partain was playing with? He signed up for uh, an FIVB with... Actually, he's in uh, Cambodia right now with David Lee. I want to say Doherty and Partain. Really? That could be. Yeah. I think I heard that. Okay. That would be a, fun. That's rumor because I okay. just like... So that would put... So we'll, we'll make another love triangle of Loomis, Doherty, uh-huh. and Miles Partain. Well, Loomis is always kind of different now, like <laughs> yeah. doing his own thing. Yeah. Um, so that would be awesome. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, so you have guys like Paul Lottman, um, who's available, and then uh, this big Russian blocker named Lev Prima, yeah. who I think he made like five or six main draws last year. And then, but I feel like most blockers are Mike Brunsting um, is kind of in that tier mm-hmm. where it's a lot of like lateral yeah, stuff. Yeah. So like none of these guys listed, I think, are gonna like make a huge partner jump. Although um, Lottman should. He he got a lot better from year one to two, For right? sure, yeah. So I guess there's potential there to yeah. buy some stock. And he has, like, one of the best jump serves I've ever tried to pass. And he played <laughs> in Poland and I'm sure other places for years, like extremely high-level volleyball, yeah. plus Olympics. Yeah, and so, he, he just had a baby, so congrats oh, to Paul. <laughs> there we go, congrats, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's good or bad for his volleyball game, but... Yeah, I don't know about mine either, we'll see. <laughs> True. <laughs> um... So Miles Partain is also I have him on the list of stocks to buy this year. I think he's a big stock to buy. Sure. Um, another Miles Miles Evans mm-hmm. I think is kind of due for a breakout. Yeah, he's yeah I agree. Because like last year he sort of floated in and out. Like him and Avery didn't qualify in Seattle, and then he made the finals in his next event in Hermosa with Ryan Doherty, yeah. and then he was like you know kind of in and out with Kalinsky internationally. Um, so I think once Miles settles in with someone, yeah. I think he's going to be really good. A lot of these guys are going to be, you know, top-level guys pretty soon. It's just a matter of getting that that uh, partner, perfect partner match, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Who else is on the list? Logan Weber. I don't know. Have you gotten to see him play? Uh, I don't think I've seen him play much. I've 
Maybe from afar. Okay. Yeah, he's like six eight kid from Michigan, like long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Handsets, pretty physical. Yep. And he um he trains with Burek like all day long. And so yeah, he, yeah, he just lots pl- of reps. He plays like fifteen times a week. He's mm-hmm. like one of those guys who okay. just like never stops training. Um, I think he's gonna have a good year. Um, I think the guy to make the biggest jump for me would be Andy Benish. Yeah. We saw him a little bit. He only made two main draws last year, I think. He made um, Hermosa with Adam Roberts, and they took seventh, and they beat um, Billy and Stafford. And wow. Yeah. And then they, um, they took Tim and Troy to three because Andy's huge. Like, yeah. He's a big middle blocker at SC. Like, I remember seeing him. Actually, I actually did like a few. I remember seeing him in high school for whatever reason. And I was, like, pretty amazed with, like, wow, this middle blocker can pass and dig and, like, dive. And he's got, like, hands. Yeah, awesome. So he's, he's huge. He knows how to block, but he is also has this, like, touch. Yeah. Which is, like, you're built for the beach. Super athletic. Yeah, so for him, it's just a matter of reps, too. And now he's been getting them. So, for sure, I could see him being uh, newcomer of the year. Is he eligible for that? Probably. Yeah, because he only made two main draws. Yeah. So... I don't know what the cutoff is for right, rookie yeah. of the year. I'm pretty sure Ricardo was rookie of the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like 45. <laughs> and like the most accomplished player ever. Yeah. <laughs> so Andy would be, uh, I would say he's a likely candidate for rookie of the year because Miles mm-hmm. Partain won it last year, I think. Yep. Um, and Andy's like young enough and new enough that yep. he would be a deserving rookie. Um, got Baranek. On the list of of stock to buy, although maybe I feel like Baranek is is kind of like one of those stocks that like might be sort of overvalued. Like he's got a lot of hype. Right, right, right. Um, he's well, really he had, had that two one good really finishes. good, yeah, really good finish, and people Manhattan. bought into it. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's good for him. You know, that's what yeah. that, he raised the bar for himself. Like yeah, that, that's an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he has to consistently live at that bar. Yeah. That's the that's the hard part about having one good finish. Right. You're like, wow, I really set that bar high. Now mm-hmm. i got to hit that every time. Yeah, and I think but, that you can see kind of his – he's still finding it because he had that huge finish in Manhattan mm-hmm. and then barbecued out of Chicago and then took a fifth in Hawaii. So he's just like super yeah. up and down. Yeah. But that's pretty normal early on too. So. Yeah. You can tell he has the potential. The yeah, potential for is sure. there, so it's the same kind of thing. Like, if it clicks, he could potentially take off with, yeah. the right, with the right guy. Yeah, and him and Andy are doing, like, all the right things. They got a coach. Um, they have, like, a physical trainer that they go to. So they're doing everything right. They're all in. Yeah. That's so, how which, you do it. Which I love. And I love that um, they're both young mm-hmm. and, and together, and they, kind of, they can kind of, like, totally. grow together a but little bit. But also, like... Going all in when yeah. you're young, not just like, oh, hey, you want to show up at the beach? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I even think working out together is a huge thing. You know, you're yeah. communicating more, you're understanding like your partner's work ethic, mm-hmm. what they're putting in. You can push each other in the gym. Um, I'm a firm believer in like, you got to be the person or the player that you want to be before you're that person. You yeah. Know? Before you, like, I want to be this great pro. Okay, well, you got to act like it yeah. for, like, a year or two or three or four or five. Mm-hmm. And then you'll become that person. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's good to hear that they're investing in themselves. Yeah. So I, I think they'll be really fun to watch. Uh, another <laughs> one, one of my favorites on this list, John Schwangle. Oh, yeah. He has worked his ass off this offseason. And every time I've played with him, he's just been, like, lights out. Yeah, we had him. We had him down there as a, as a hitting dummy, or we were the dummies. I don't know. 
<laughs> but uh, he was hitting. Jose had him on there because he used to coach him in youth, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was cracking some balls at us. He's got, he's a, got a whip. He's got a whip, a lefty, right? Uh, you're, that's Timmy Brewster. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, People confuse them a lot. No, I'm not confusing <laughs> them. I'm just picturing his arm. I feel like it was a left. But yeah. yeah. Um, no, John was... He was... Uh, he was working us. Yeah. He's good. And he um, he made his first main draw in Hawaii. And he, oh, that's he made right. It. I played him with yeah. Irving. Yeah, Steve Irving. That's right. Yeah, and he um, him and Steve, like, kicked ass in the qualifier against two good teams. I forget who they beat first round, but it was someone decent. And then they smoked Kyle Friend and Paul Lottman. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, like, 15 and 17, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, like, that's a good team. Yeah, me and, and Trev had to get up for that match. Yeah. It was like, yeah, we can't lose to these, <laughs> these young guys. That ain't going to look good. Yeah. All right, we're going to pause here and take a quick second to acknowledge our lovely sponsors. Support for Sandcast from, comes from a new sponsor, Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, which in beach volleyball, this is a well-groomed sport. You want to be looking good out there, which is why our code for 20% off is look good, play good. And you also want Manscaped because everyone knows or probably knows a guy who has had a trouble, uh, a troubling Manscaped story. I had uh, a buddy in my fraternity who used scissors down there, and it just doesn't work all that well all the time and that's why you have manscaped here to help you out it's redesigned the electric trimmer their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts you don't need that in your life trust me manscaping accents are finally a thing of the past try well and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls (laughs) that's just nasty Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You're already using deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not using deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Go ahead and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LOOKGOODPLAYGOOD at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job, ladies and gentlemen. Your balls will thank you. So that is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code LOOKGOODPLAYGOOD today. Speaking of balls, Travis, Wilson just came out with a new ball. That's the new optics ball with the OPTX technology. It's definitely been my favorite ball since I was a kid. I used to play with Wilson back at the Outrigger Canoe Club, as everyone's heard many times over the podcast. And... uh Honestly, Wilson's the best ball in the world. If you talk to any of the athletes, the Americans, they all want to be playing with the Wilson. There's a reason that those are the balls you're seeing out on the beaches, whether it's California or Florida or somewhere in between. The Wilson ball is the go-to, and now there's a completely different look that is built to make you perform better, to see the ball better, but it's the same feel. So go to Wilson.com, get yourself a new ball, because if you don't have a new ball, then you know you're just... You're just that guy on the beach or girl. And use promo code WILSONSAND to get your discount today. I'd like to take this moment to let all of you know about Firefly Recovery, something that I take on the road with me when I'm traveling. I usually use it on the plane because you know how your legs get all swollen when you're traveling across the world. Is a way for us to recover faster with increased blood flow. There's these knee straps and they have these nerve stimulators on them and Basically, it helps you recover, and you'll see a lot of beach volleyball players wearing them, 
And uh, you need to get yourself a pair today at fireflyrecovery.com. All right, everybody, now it's time for your Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic update. It's been quite a grind in this 2019 season, and the season is finally over, so we are officially in the off-season. The top American team is Taylor Crabb and Jake Gibb, and they're in the eighth spot in the world. Triborn, yours truly, and Trevor Crabb are in the tenth spot. Meanwhile, Philip Dahlhauser and Nick Lucenter are in the seventeenth spot, still looking to fill two more finishes uh, to get there. Twelve, and then on the women's side, April Ross, as always, is in the second spot with Alex Kleinman. They've been dominating this year, but. In the fifth spot, Carrie Walsh Jennings and Brooke Sweat. In the sixth spot, Sarah Sponsel and Kelly Clays. Yes, the American women are absolutely stacked. And in the seventh spot, Kelly Larson and Emily Stockman. It is going to be an insane qualification year in 2020. We're all looking forward to it. Hopefully, Born and Crab are there. Aloha. And now back to the show. So I, I think, uh, and like John's starting to like mature a little bit, which mm-hmm. is good to see. And, and he's like kind of understanding like the work. You can't just like, like you said, come out to the beach and hey, right, you right. play and kick it around. And, mm-hmm. But he's, um, I've been really impressed with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Vandermeer. Oh yeah. I haven't heard his name in a while. Yeah. So he, um, he had kind of a quiet year last year. So him, he had kind of his breakout in Austin, uh, when I, Austin 2018. Yep. Uh, him and Troy took a ninth, and I remember they took uh, Hayden and Theo, like sixteen, fourteen in the third set or something. So they were uh, right. like everyone was like kind of loving on him. Um, but he, so he's had this like a bit of a temper on the beach, and that's like held him back a lot because he just like kind of gets Explodes. nuts. And, and like this year, he's like sort of made like a New Year's resolution to like like mellow out, not mellow out, but like sort of just smooth out Contain the edges. Yeah. yeah, and he's been awesome. It's, I've like I've seen him play three tournaments this year, and it's like the best I've ever seen him play. And he's like being supportive to his partners. He plays with Logan Weber, mm-hmm. um, and he's just like helping him out. And like he's been great. He's made the finals in every mm-hmm. tournament I've seen him play. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think that he's gonna have a good year. It's always fun to watch, like because me and Dr have been friends since I moved here because we right. both moved to California at the same time. Um, it's fun to see like your friends like figuring For things sure, out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we got Miles Partain, Miles Evans, Logan Weber, Andy Benish, uh, Eric Baranek, Kyle Friend, Dr. Vandermeer, people call him Doc, uh, John Schwangle. Um, here is a name that I think that like could win an AVP in a year or two is uh, Dave Palm. Really? Yeah, I don't know if you got. He's if been you, around for a little I don't while. Know if though, you've right? seen it, kind of. I feel like I've heard his name. I, I do know him. Yeah, he's like one of the best players. He was one of the best players in the NVL. Like, mm, won okay. a ton. Well, that actually explains a lot. You know, yeah. Because like, you're not on the AVP. It's like, yeah. why haven't I heard of you then? But that's right. He was on the NBL. Yeah, because him, um, him and Zahn were, like, the best team for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last year, he played with Dylan Merrick, um, qualified in Hermosa, and swept Casebeer uh, and Kame, and kind of made, like, pretty big entrance. Wow. Um, and I think that, and he wins like anytime he plays in Florida, it's just kind of like game over. He wins, right? Um, and he plays a lot with my roommate uh, J.M. Plummer, and they mm-hmm. just win like every time they play in Florida. Yeah. Um, so I think that Dave, if Dave gets picked up, because him and Miles Evans actually played NVL Long Beach in 2017, and they won that. Yeah. So I think if he gets enough points and like safe, blocker, yeah, 
Okay. Really good blocker, just like super fundamental. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if like Theo and Tim stick together, that like Dave and Miles would would be a pretty damn good team. Ooh. Yeah. So just throwing random possibilities out there. There we go. Yeah. Old predictions. Yeah, because I think I think that's a big that would be a big pickup um, for someone. Totally. You just got to get some points. Yeah. The other na- the other name you mentioned was Timmy Brewster. Yeah. He, uh, we see him training down there a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, Mr. Fundamental. Dude. And just, like, such a good kid. Good kid, yeah. <laughs> Love exactly. that kid. We, now it's just Jose's just trying to pull out the fire from him. Yeah. You need, you need that, like. You got to drop the nice little sometimes. bit of F-U. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. I mean, he's, he's got all the, all the skills. He's just finishing up school. And yeah. He'll be out there soon enough. Yeah, for sure. And I played um, Israel with Israel, him. Israel, yeah. One star. We had uh, got him a career finish out there. There we go. Took a fifth. Um, and he and like Tim, <laughs> so he doesn't like it. He gets mad sometimes, but he just gets so sad. Yeah. Like when we lose, he's just like, "I'm so sorry." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Tim, it's okay. I think it's good. Like some, a lot of times you have to. You can't take it all on yeah. yourself. You know. Sometimes you gotta give it out. Even even you gotta have a partner who's gonna deflect it or, or let it go yeah. too. But you can't just take it all on yourself all the time. And yeah. He's so nice. He's just like, it's always my fault. Yeah. Like no, sometimes it's just like no one's fault. Yeah. It's just f them. <laughs> right. They're not Screw me. Poland. Me score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But it's been it's been awesome watching him and uh, him and John kind of come up together, and it's awesome yep. to watch them split up. Because right. like they, they couldn't, they weren't going to have success with each other like yeah. any longer, mm-hmm. and so like I'm glad that they're both like getting blockers and and doing their own thing. Totally. I remember like when I first moved here and I played like Tim and John, I was like, oh, like those kids are going to be good one day, and like we're at that day yeah. where they're, they're just really good players right. now. And now they got to play the puzzle pieces of the partner. Yeah. Shuffle. Yeah. So I'm glad that uh, that they're getting up there though. Um, and then two more <laughs> names. The last two that I had for the guys, uh, one would be Brandon Clemens. I don't know if you remember, but mm-hmm. me and you commentated on one of his matches. You played uh, the McKibbins <laughs> yeah. Ben Vaught. Yep. Um, so Brandon last year tours ACL. Um, he he was playing with Dylan Merrick, and they won like three tournaments leading up to Huntington. Qualified in Huntington, um, like cruised through the qualifier. He played like, at smashed Harvard. Everyone. Yeah, Harvard. Outside at Harvard. Um, and then he tours ACL, I think, against the McKibbins. Really? Yeah. And so Damn, he. You don't hear that on the beach much. Yeah. And uh, so he lost the whole year. Um, and now he's back. And him and Dylan have won like four straight tournaments this year, which, like, it's early. You're, like, you don't want to peak in February. What, like, uh, CBBA kind of? Um, the 1440 Inter Squads. Oh, right. Okay. Got it. Which are actually, like, really good tournaments. Yeah. What a great developmental little yeah, league. Yeah. It's been awesome because, like, Ed Ratledge and Rafu were playing in it. Oh, really? Yeah, and so, like, I played with... Um, the last tournament I played was with Jake uh, Uratia, and we played, like, an okay team in the first round. It's, it's actually... It's really close to simulating a qualifier where mm-hmm. we play, like, an okay team, a pretty good team, a really good team, and a really good team. So we played an okay team, we won, and then we played uh, Chris Austin and Earl Schultz, who got second at the Cook Islands. Mm-hmm. We beat them, and then we played... Um, I think Dr. and Logan, and then we played Brandon and Dylan, and, it's, and then Dr. and Logan had to beat Ed and Skylar Del Sol. Yeah, it's they're, they're like stacked tournaments. For yeah, sure. they're super fun. So and they've won like four of those. Really? Yeah. Damn. 
Look out. Yeah. So torn ACL and he's back. <laughs> yeah. So good for B. That's impressive. And then the last name I think that is probably the biggest name on here is uh, Brian Cook. Ah, yes. Man, when that guy finally gets healthy. Yeah. He's a freak. <sighs> yeah. Guy flies, physical. He's got a good touch. At this point, I feel like he understands, like he's physically starting to understand the game. Yeah. Instinctually. He's pretty damn smart guy. I mean, yeah. His sister's Carissa Cook. She's, <laughs> I know. she's very smart. One of my favorite people in the world, uh-huh. too. That'll be really interesting to see when he comes back. I believe he's still in he's Turkey. In, he's in Turkey with Kelsey uh, Robinson, his fiance. Um, oh. That's where she's playing pro. Yep. Um, so, but I think he's training like with the if there's Turkish a Turkish team? national team. Yeah, they, yeah, they have I, a good team. Yeah, I think he's training with them out there. Oh, wow, um, that's cool. I know he's still like in a fair amount of pain um, from his knees and back and stuff. <clears throat> he had hip, knee, and back or something like that. Th- something crazy, and he had like stem cell or stuff like going both on. Both hips, or yeah, something insane. Yeah, I, I don't even know where to start like, right. with his health, but it's crazy that he's like 26. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be on the beach a long time ago. I feel yeah, like, for sure. On that forgiving sand. Yeah, but if he can stay healthy, like he's a monster. Yeah, for sure. Like, I talked to him because him and Rosie beat me and Bjork in the final round of Hawaii. And I was talking to him after, and he's like, this is the first time I've played twos, like two-on-two beach since 2017, Chicago. Wow. He's like, I forgot how the, like I needed to transition set because he, he just plays fours sports, yeah. on 16th or he doesn't transit. He's like the guy on uh, on the four-man, like probably one of the best four-man players in the yeah. country. Yeah, so he... Uh, if he stays healthy, which I hope he does, because like I love Brian Cook, he's like all time good dude for sure. Yep. Um, so that's with that's all I got for the guys. Um, there's obviously like we could go like down the list of names who could do well, but those are just the ones who popped off my head. I don't know if you had any. They got to earn it. They got to earn it. <laughs> got to earn the triborn uh, vote of confidence. Sandcast. <laughs> the sandcast vote of confidence <laughs> uh, for the women. Not too many new partnerships on this end. Um, Sarah Hughes and Lauren Fendrick, who just won a two-star in Cambodia. Congratulations. Bravo. Um, Sarah's second FIVB win. Um, Her other one was a four-star, I believe. In Moscow. Moscow, yeah. With Summer Ross, who is now partnered with... I have no idea. Carissa Cook. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I talked to Carissa uh, like two days ago. I would love to see the dynamic between those two. I know. Just like, <laughs> I think Carissa I could play, will, would bring out the best in whoever she plays yeah, with. Yeah, true. She's just that personality. And, and Summer, like, you have to play <laughs> to Summer, I feel like, you know? She's yeah. going to do her own thing, so you have to be able to bounce off of that. Yeah. Well, you can't, like, expect something different from her, because she's not going to change her persona or how she goes about yeah. things. And I feel like Carissa can just adapt to anyone. Yeah. I mean, you look at, like, Carissa. So Carissa, like, played really well with Katie Spieler, who's mm-hmm. just, like, this positive bundle of energy. And then she played with Jace Pardon, who's, like, really quiet and soft-spoken and, right. like, not like, crazy outgoing. And complete opposites. Had right. great success with both. And now she gets Summer, who's, like, pretty Very calm. Well accomplished. Yeah. And, like, a ridiculous volleyball player. Yeah. So I love that team. Yeah. I think I it's great. I didn't, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. And I love that partnership for Summer. I think Carissa is like one of the best possible people she could pick up. Totally. And what does that mean for World Tour, though? Is Summer done with that? I don't know. I don't know if either 
Summer would be done or if Summer would scoot Carissa into some events. Well, yeah, because Carissa's always down Carissa. to travel. Like, she's yeah. doing snow. She's Like, we did a couple of Norsecas together. Yeah. So she's doing, like, fours in Doha. So yeah. Carissa's into travel. I mean, Summer's done some legitimate things on the world tour. So yeah, it would be sad to see her not playing on the world tour. And it'd be fun to see Carissa playing on the world tour. So Yeah, or I mean, and it could be that, like, Summer's just taking a break from right, the world right, tour right, for yeah. until the next quad sort of that's true gets going like totally. all right let's just take the next seven months and play avp right because like, you always and talk about that how points. like yeah <laughs> how like you wish that like you could just play avp yeah totally um so maybe that's I what someone's doing her. i wouldn't blame her yeah so i don't know like what their plans are but they are um officially a partnership love it so i think that's tremendous um we have we've kind of talked about uh, Corinne Quiggle and Fallon Fanoimana when, when we had Fallon on, love that team. Um, Therese Cannon and Kelly Reeves are committed for the year, and they just took a silver in Cambodia. Yeah. Um, so I think they're uh, definitely a stock to buy for me. Yeah, they're kind of like a Stockman Larson. Yeah. From last year, I feel like. Yeah. Just around like around that area. Kind of up and coming. <clears throat> Stockman Larson had probably more experience, but um, yeah, like. That caliber. Yeah, for sure. Um, Molly Turner and Katie Hogan. So Katie Hogan made the finals in Hermosa last year when all the crazy stuff was right. happening. Yeah. Um, Molly Turner's been, like, steadily climbing up. We've had her on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kim DiCello and Kendra Van Zwieten. Kendra's back oh, on the back beach. back together. Yeah. Yeah, so they won uh, New Orleans of 2016. Right. Yeah, maybe. About right. I never played in New Orleans, but I remember them winning one. Yeah. Yeah, I think they won New Orleans 2016. So the band's back together again. Wow. Kendra's healthy. Um, Delaney and Katie just practiced with them. Um, so they're back. Love it. I think those are all the new partnerships for the women. Because April and Alex stuck together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betsy and Emily, Betsy Flynn and Emily Day stuck together. Kelly Larson, Emily Stockman stuck together. Sarah Sponsor, Kelly Clay stuck together. Yep. Uh, we've already talked about Sarah went to Fendrick, Summer went to Carissa. There'll be that mix-up of when the Canadians come over to the AVP, right. when Brandy right. comes. She always kind of she always just kind of plucks someone, yeah. yeah. And then Mel and Sarah will play AVPs again, yeah, here and there. Yeah. So most of the top of the big dogs on the women's side stayed together. Mm-hmm. Um, so not too much it's movement. Half of them are in the Olympic race, right? I it's know. Like, Five, yeah, like five? I mean, we have Brooke and Carrie, um, which right. we have to mention right. them. Right, of course. But there are still four teams on the women's side that are in the running. that are in the running. Right. Because I, I think it's unless you go look on other people's Instagrams. Right. <laughs> I think it's safe to discount Betsy and Emily at this point, because mm-hmm. um, now Betsy's full time paid position with LMU. Right. I don't know how flexible she'd be to travel to all these events during LMU season. And they'd have to win them all. Um, and they, Yeah, and they would have to make, like, a pretty outlandish jump. And then all the other girls would have to, like, not do well. Yeah, it would It would take kind of a, a divine act um, for them to make it. So we, April and Alex are number one by a long shot. Yeah. Um, they're in. They're qualified. Um, Brooke and Carrie, number two. They have a little lead. With a, a decent lead over Kelly Clays and Sarah Sponsel. Mm-hmm. And then number four is Kelly Larson and Emily Stockman, who are a little ways down. It's crazy that all four of those teams that we just mentioned are in the top ten in the world. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That's how going, the going for now. two spots. 
That's insane. I think the most dangerous is um, Sponsel and Clays. I think so, They're too. They're just like, they got this swag to them. Mm-hmm. If you look at them and the way they train and they, they go about their day, like, I think they think they 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 got this. Um, uh, yeah. And if you look at Carrie, then you might think opposite because she's a stone-cold killer. Yeah. But uh, that's that's something definitely to keep our eye on. Yeah. And that's one thing that I've gotten to spend a fair amount of time with Carrie this past, like, year or two. Mm-hmm. And that that's one thing that I've noticed about her is that, like, she's, like, sweet as can be. But when she's on the court, like, oh, she's out fierce. for blood. Like, there's a reason she's been to five Olympics. Oh, yeah. Like, Big time. She, I mean, she, like, turns it on and turns it off and, like... She's incredible. And look at April. Same thing. Yeah. Kleinman has that, that fierce yeah. thing and that she turns Sponsel on. Sponsel is the same way. Like, it was crazy because... So I filled in for a practice. Um, it was me and Jess Gaffney versus Sponsel and Kelly Clays. Yeah. And uh, so me and Sarah are, like, pretty good friends. And, like, on the court, it's like, I don't know if she hates me. Suck it, <laughs> Yeah. And then as soon as, like... As soon as it's over, she's just like laughing and giggling. She's like, yeah, "Oh, like you totally. know, like did you go to Trader Joe's today? I like I like run into a Trader Joe's. Yeah, you gotta have that. Uh, you you can turn it off, but if you can't turn it on, yeah, I don't think you're gonna survive out there. Yeah, and that's I mean, the, have there ever been a great that's never that didn't have that like fierce killer. Instinct? I've thought about that a lot. Um, I forget what brought it up, but maybe I was reading. Uh, Tim, have you ever read Tim Grover's book, Relentless? I feel like that's something that you'd be interested I'm in. But down to. he worked with uh, Kobe a lot, okay. and he talked about how like Kobe had a way of um, getting in touch with uh, the dark side. Right, and he's just the like, mom, the black he's mom like mom. all the greats have a dark side, like MJ, killer, like even Federer and like Nadal and Djokovic, Tiger Woods, like yep. killer, oh, like yeah. even Steph Curry is like he's smiling, but he, he's exactly. out to kill you, yep. you know, hundred percent. Yeah, so like all the greats like do have that side to them. Yep. Michael Phelps. I even notice when I'm playing, like, if I just, like, absolutely refuse to lose and I don't get in my own way by, like, you know, ego comes in or, like, right. second-guessing yourself, that's when I'm at my absolute best. Yeah. And, and I think if some people don't let themselves get there, you know, like, they mm-hmm. choose beforehand to be like, no, this is who I am. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be this level and I'm going to yeah. stay here and... And win or lose, it's this is how I'm gonna be. Yeah, which I like respect as a person. But then as a player, as a opponent, I'm like, I love that. Yeah, I, I'd love for you to not go there right now because right. I'm about to go there. I'm about to win. <laughs> right. I'm about to take your money, your yeah. lunch money, as Mikel said. Right. And uh, go buy myself a sandwich. And then like right afterwards, like I'll shake your hand, do whatever. But yeah, like, we can take. A I'm picture. not going to be I'll, your friend. I'll even give you an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your lunch money and I'll try I'll sign you something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like pretty much all those greats have that killer mindset. That's why I love like, but like Stockman and Larson have it too. Like mm-hmm. Kelly Larson's like one of the sweetest people you'll ever talk yeah, to. But like 100%. on the court, like her and Emily like are out to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. And I think that's why our women's side is so good. Yeah. Because like you have all four of those teams we mentioned. Like I'm rooting for like I like all of them. It's like hard to discount any of them. Well, and they feed off of each other. Like yeah. you have to play to that level. Like yeah. Coming into this sport as a woman over the last decade or so, even before that, you're looking at Carrie Walsh Jennings. Like and she sets the bar so high mm-hmm. on and off the court that you're that that's like what you're that's par. 
you know? Like, yeah. Okay, I got I to gotta bring that intensity. I got to, you know, everyone's watching every move of her. If she had done things at a lower level, I think everyone's lower, you know? Yeah. All, uh, all boats rise on the high tide. Is that what it's called? Yeah, a high tide lifts all boats. Yeah. Same, Same thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Carrie was that high tide, but April like attacked her real quick, and she yeah. just matched that bar, if not raised it from mm-hmm. there. For sure. Um, which is why I think that when I was making the list for stocks to buy for the women, I was like, holy cow, this is endless. So I made a rule. I No college kids could be on the stocks to buy list. Um yeah. Because a lot of college kids, like Zana, for example, right. would have been on this list a year ago, but like she was still at UCLA. So I ruled out any kids currently in college could not be on the stocks to buy. All right. um, it just made it easier to narrow it down. We don't gamble with NCAA. Right. So the biggest stock that I buy, and I would, uh, I'd like hammer this stock here, is uh, Carissa Cook. I'll just put a fortune yeah, on with, it. With that. I feel like she's so up. underrated. Like, everyone always talks about, like, you know, like, everyone talks about, like, Zana or, like, Sarah Hughes or Sarah Sponsor. like all these girls. Play. She's it's just, deceiving. like, yeah. I feel like she's, like, the, the San Francisco 49ers. Like, no one was really talking about them all year, even though they're really good. They're like, oh, the Ravens. Look at Lamar Jackson run. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo was, like, 8 for 10, you know two un- touchdowns. <laughs> you know they're undefeated, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, but Lamar Jackson. Right. You're not going to beat him. Right. Patty Mahomes yeah. throwing off his no back way. leg. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're just plodding away, doing their job. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that's Carissa. We're like, mm-hmm. she's so good. And she gets the job done with whoever she's playing Didn't with. Didn't her uh, fiancé play for the Niners? Yeah, he did, actually. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Shane Scove. She's in. <laughs> X49er. So perfect comparison. So Carissa Cook is my biggest stock to buy. Um I also love Kelly Reeves and Therese Cannon. Yeah. I think I think that that'll be fun to watch. Both of them are gonna come into their own. I've been like wanting ever since I was um broadcasting that one year in twenty seventeen, I was watching um Kelly's game and I was just super impressed and yeah. I think she has all the intangibles. It's just a matter of getting that consistent partnership. Like uh, it didn't uh, pan out with um, Brittany Howard. Um but I feel like this is this is it for her. And yeah, they just need to get on the same page because she has all the skill sets. Yeah, she's got that fire, and uh, yeah, I could totally buy that stock for sure. Yeah, so I'm I'm big on them. Um, I don't know if this would be a stock to buy since they're already like pretty high up there and made a final last year. But uh, Kim Hildreth and Sarah Shermerhorn, uh, Florida yeah, girls, right. who uh, they were actually just at the house. They're in. They're here for a media day. Oh yeah, um, but they just qualified for the first FIVB in Cambodia. But they, so like two years ago, they had this habit of losing fifteen, thirteen, and third set in every qualifier, last round. And then, so when I talked to them, they're like, "Our goal was just to get two points better." And then they lost in Huntington, third set, and then they made the finals of Austin, and were just super good after that. Um, they were automatic for Hawaii, which was impressive because it was small draw mm-hmm. and fully loaded. Like everyone was there. Um, so I think that they'll have another good year. Um, two teams that I'm really excited about, I think Corinne, Quiggle, and Fallon mm-hmm. are going to be phenomenal. Because um, I know that Corinne... Fun to watch, for sure. Corinne, that was like her first full-time year last year as a pro. Right. And we had Fallon on, and that was like her... She's figured it out. Mm-hmm. And they're two for two in tournaments. They've lost like one set, won two gold medals in Norsecas, and and they seem to enjoy each other. Like I see them twice a week before yeah. practice. 
Fallon's got the good mama mm-hmm. team camaraderie going on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I would love to watch that as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think uh, Gina Urango and Emily Hartong. So Gina had a rough year last year, um, was back into the qualifiers, lost, I think, first round in Chicago. Gina's had the craziest career. Yeah. Because she's like pound for pound one of the best volleyball players out there. Easily, yeah, I think. for sure. Uh, beach volleyball players. Um, but she's, I, I think it's just been like a lack of commitment or, or knowing where she wants to commit. Yeah. She's never wanted to play world tour, but uh, I think that's what's deterred partners from sticking with her or playing with her. Yeah. Um, and then, dude, Hartong's a gnarly volleyball player, she's a gnarly a athlete. Yeah. And I've talked with her, seen her play a little bit, and she's really just in this state of like, I just need to learn this game. She has a very like mm-hmm. good beginner's mindset right now. Like, yeah. Teach me. I just want to learn. Um, so you mix that with with her physical abilities, and I think the biggest thing is she just needs to get the touch down. You yeah. Know? Like. How do you do a roll set? She's used to being <laughs> right. indoor. We're just like set yeah. Emily, and Where she's Emily just, just hammer ball, just swinging. Yeah. So now maybe like you know get that high line down, nice little easy cut, be able to set your partner, and and she's gonna be a beast. Yeah. So I think if Emily's kind of gotten the hang of the beach game mm-hmm. a little bit, which it seemed they did um, in Hawaii, they had a pretty good finish there. Came out of the qualifier. Um, Knocked out Delaney and Katie in the last round, actually. And then I think they took a seventh, maybe, or ninth. Um, it wasn't Delaney Mawerter, though. <laughs> it wasn't Delaney Mawerter, no. She uh, was just still Justin Hudson, you know? Yeah. Speaking of which, um, buying that stock? Yeah. Actually, I had that. <laughs> Delaney and Katie. Oh, I jumped the gun. They're so good. I watch them practice all the time. Really good so volleyball good. players. Yeah. Right? Like, I always, because my older brother, I always try to, like, simplify the game like, as much as possible for him, because, like, neither of my brothers know anything right. about volleyball. I learned that at the wedding. <laughs> Their speeches <laughs> at the wedding. <laughs> um, and so Tyler is my older brother, the redheaded one, and he's always like, like, what's the biggest thing in volleyball? And I always just say ball control. Because um, I think usually if you, like, look at two teams and you just, if you pick the better one, mm-hmm. the team with the better ball control, they'll win, I think, like, 75% of the time. Right. And Delaney and Katie are, like, the two best ball control players I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so good. And they're so annoying. <laughs> like, they score in the cheapest, dirtiest ways possible. Yeah. Like, they'll go one over on serves. They one, go over on... One they, over on serves? Oh, yeah. Like, if you, like, give them an easy float serve, like, they're like, thank you. Come again. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah. I'd love to be broadcasting that match. I did that in a Norseka qualifier once um, to Mike Bogue and Matt Motter, and they oh. just, like, stopped and just, like, watched it go down because they were like, what? And I was like, yep. Snuck away yeah. with that one. <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. I can't even think of like a situation where I can get that down. It's like if you see them serving short and you start moving in and it ends up being a pretty shitty serve that's like not too right, short right. and you have the momentum you just boop. Short? Yeah, so if like they I go like if it's if the blocker is running up is when I do it. Because oh, yeah, he's yeah, running yeah. and I just go right over top of where he's running. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not that I try to make a habit of it. I really um, want to do that. But I think Delaney and Katie, um, they're so good because yeah. I think that they are a testament where, um, like, the sum is greater, like, than their individual parts. Yeah. Like, they're, I think team chemistry, like, they're the perfect example of it because they're, like, best friends. Um, 
and they're just so good together where mm-hmm. I think if you put like Delaney with another Katie sized defender, they wouldn't be half right. as good. And if you put right. Katie with like a Delaney sized blocker that wasn't Delaney, like they wouldn't well, be as no, good. Well, no defender, Katie sized defender can play like Katie. Yeah. <laughs> the only, she's like, uh, I always joke that she's Kendra Jr. Right, right, right. Mighty <laughs> Mouse, right? Yeah. But so. yeah, I'm um, big on them because like Delaney hadn't played between the wedding and the honeymoon, like she hadn't played in like two weeks. And then they came out and beat Kelly and Therese in practice today. Damn. Delaney was like, oh, I guess we're still got it. Still got it. <laughs> so I'm big on, uh, on Delaney and Katie. Big home team bias there as well. Um, but For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one that I think that you're probably semi-familiar with is uh, Tracy Callahan. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing like double, she's been doing double days with Evie since like December. Oh, for sure. And yeah. she's getting in with Mikkel mm-hmm. and you know, if she's got Mikkel's like approval. Yeah. Mikkel says she's just, as he says, a dog. Yeah. Uh, she, she knows how to hit the gym, hit it hard. Yeah. <laughs> she's committed there to work. It seems like, um, I actually haven't been able to see her play in a really long time. She's so good. I, I she's, um, she's just like really strong. Like right. just a really strong athlete. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, Fendrick and Hughes' only loss in Cambodia right. came to Tracy Callahan and Chrissy, Chrissy Jones, Jones, who I think is another big is stock to the, buy. Is that uh, the team for the year? I don't know. Um, I don't know what Zana's deal is, Right. who she's playing with. But, I mean, if, if you're Tracy and Chrissy, like, you come out, you qualify for an FIVB, you beat Sarah and Fendrick, take top spot in pool, make the semifinals, I think. Yeah. Um lose like a gnarly one to Kelly and Therese is like 15 13 oh, to the really? third yeah that's impressive so that's like a really good outing totally and especially like your first tournament you got to go to Cambodia yeah <laughs> during the coronavirus <laughs> yeah no that's impressive if you're enjoying it I mean you, you kind of got to let that ride yeah so I think um I think Tracy's phenomenal I think Chrissy Chrissy I feel like kind of got like shattered a little bit by Zana because Zana has that, like, kind of golden girl Flair. vibe. You know, like, yeah. she's, like, really good-looking, phenomenal athlete, yeah. like, making all these crazy UCLA. plays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think, like, Chrissy sort of got overshadowed by Zana's greatness a little bit last right. year. Yeah. Um, so I think Chrissy, stocked to buy Tracy, definite stock to buy. If they're together, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if they are together, like, for sure, that's a team to watch. Yeah. And then the last girl I had on the list was Megan Rice. I don't know if you're familiar with her. I am not. So she made the finals in Hermosa with Katie Hogan. Okay. Um, and she is a Florida um, player. I feel like that was like a phantom event because I remember it's we were crazy. all gone. Yeah. And then I come back and, and I hear the names of the final and for the girls. Yeah. Like, what? And then like Miles is in his first final yeah. with Doherty and... Who else? Wasn't David Lee and Rosie in? David Lee and Rosie. Really, David Lee's in the final. Really like, should have been in the final. On? They're in the semi. Oh, no, they the were semi. up 14-11. Oh, that's what I heard. And uh, blew it up the freeze. Who did they lose? Oh, Miles and Darty. Who won the final? Um, Casey and Chase. Chase. One it. and three. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, so Megan uh, Rice was in the finals with Katie Hogan. Um, she's a, a Florida player, and she kind of <clears throat> cleans up down in Florida. I, I think she's, like, super good. And Delaney doesn't think that anybody is all that great, and she says that Megan's really good. Okay. Delaney's, her, Delaney's like Mikel, where 
If Delaney says you're good, then like you should probably yeah. watch. Dang, okay. I wonder what she says about my game. <laughs> <laughs> She'd probably be more critical of Trevor's. <laughs> I appreciate that. But so those are all the uh, the women's stock to buy. Try to keep it like a the list reasonable, but there's mm-hmm. just so many good women's players. Totally, yeah. Um, so those are all kind of the the partnership moves and stocks to buy. Um, are you ready to move? Is there anyone that we might have missed that you wanted to mention? Or any partnerships? Not that I can think of. All right. We'll move on to the next fan questions. Um, let's see. Troll Hunter um, has a couple college questions. Um, so I put out rankings um, at the beginning of the year. Um, so he kind of asked about those. Why do you have LSU ahead of Florida State this year? It would be the first time ever if Florida State doesn't get the number one East bid, he thinks. I'm not positive about that. Um, but I have LSU, so I don't know if you've heard of uh, Kristen Nuss and Claire Coppola. Um, they qualified for a couple AVPs, but they so they pretty much like built the LSU program. They've been court one since they were freshmen, mm-hmm. and they're like 96 and like 17 or something. And they're so good. And last year they only had um, they only lost to two pairs: the McNamara twins, who uh, we've had on, and right. uh, Tina Gradina, who qualified for the Olympics, and a Brill Bustamante right. at USC. Those are their only losses. They're like thirty three and four, I think. Yeah. Um, so they got Claire and Kristen, who I pretty much slot as an automatic win mm-hmm. every time. They had this girl named Tony Rodriguez, who she was an indoor player. Came out to the beach last year, was like a little brawl, and then she qualified in Manhattan with uh, Aurora Davis, one of my favorite people in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's going to be super good. It's so like I think that LSU added more pieces than it lost. Right. And where Florida State, like they return a lot from last year, but I just think that LSU, what they have is just stronger, more consistent. Um, his second question. What reasons do you predict Pepperdine at number four uh, after their worst season ever in graduating half their starters? Um, Pepperdine, like, I don't know if you realize if you like kind of kept up with college at all. A little bit here. Um, and there. I do it through you mostly. Yeah, it's like Pepperdine had a wild year where, like, the beginning of the year they had um, a shooting near campus, and Jeez. so like they like their whole fall season was like washed out, um, wow. and then they. Uh, one of their best players tore ACL like right before the season, so they had to make an adjustment. They had um, landslides and flooding in Malibu, so their beach was like tanked. Brush fires and, or yeah, every other day. I yeah, like. and then they had all the fires, so like they were evacuated from campus. Um, and it was Marcio's first year as head coach, and then he missed their first tournament because he had a newborn son. Oh my god! <laughs> so then they did. They had like all that going on, um, and they still went twenty eleven, and were ranked like. And, and they beat USC at, at one point in the year, and USC went into Gulf Shores as the number one ranked team in the country. Right. So, like, despite all that, Pepperdine was really good. Um, and then they added, kind of the same thing as LSU, that they added a lot of pieces. Um, they had these two really good freshmen. Um, one's this girl, I think from Texas, named Sutton McTavish. She's awesome. Um, and then I think they have one of the best court ones, these two girls, Deanna Kraft and Brooke Bauer. Brooke, Brooke Bauer's from Florida. Um and she's really good. Um, their court two stayed, is pretty much the same. Court three is pretty much the same. And then they have this uh, gnarly indoor transfer from Michigan named Carly Scott. So Pepperdine's, like, loaded from top to bottom. Right. So I put them in there. Even though they lost a couple players, I think what they gained 
is I think they ended up net positive. I feel like they're one of those programs too who kind of they kind of reload. Yeah, they don't have to really like wait a few years to to get back, yeah. even if they lose a few pieces with a coach like Marcio and the, and the tradition that they have. Yeah. I think that's safe to say. If they if they bring in talent, they're going to be good. Yeah, and there's only two programs in the country who have made the national championship every year. Um, Pepperdine's one, and Florida State's the other. So not counting them out until they prove me wrong. <laughs> right, right, that makes sense. Um, this guy, Beach One, just says, I want to know more about the inner workings of the AVP. He's requesting Josh Glazebrook. We'll see what we can do. Ooh, I would love that. We would love to have Joshy on. Um, all right, so this guy is asking about USA, mm-hmm. um, so you can kind of drop some knowledge here. Um, I would like, this is from Cap, uh, I would like to hear some more about the USAV beach team and how those practices go. We've heard a little bit from Tri about how he does not particularly like training against his main competition, but I would like to hear what you two think the value is and if it has changed how the top teams train. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean... I think the training's been really valuable. Um, what Tyler Hildebrand has brought in is is just that national team vibe where he wants everyone together at least once a week. Um, actually, twice a week is what they usually do. Um, Trevor and I and Jose choose to go once a week cause, so we can get our own training in. But, I mean, <clears throat> I don't like training with my opponent. I don't think it's beneficial for any of us to train against each other all the time. Like There's other national teams where everyday practice the other national team players are there, and you have the same coaches. Yeah. And for us, we're, we're enemy number one. Other countries, they don't have domestic tour. So, like, for me to work on all my stuff and be saying it out loud and, like, showing it to them and, like, doing the same stuff just doesn't make sense. Um, but there's so much value, be, value to be gained um, by showing up to these practices, which is why we go once a week on Thursdays. Um, we go to the national team practice and we get to... Um, it's more just competing and drills. It's not that much of, um, Hildebrand actually builds it based on, he, he puts us in different situations and, and lets us fight our way out of it. So bad sets, you know, sets off the net, yeah. outside, inside, um, different set heights. Uh, there's different rules. You can, you can't block line. You can't do this call. Uh, aces are worth two. So he's just changing the situations and letting us battle it out. Um, and it's super valuable because you're not going to get a higher level training with four teams in the U.S. Like these are the D top four teams in the U.S. Phil and Nick are only here when they're here. But um, I mean, yeah, I think everyone was skeptical in the beginning of going to that system because right. we're so used to like, why would I want to train against these people that I just spend my whole life training to be right, right? Um, or why would I want to train with them? But there's there's certainly value to be gained and. And we just find the perfect balance between those. And, and I think Hildebrand's brought a, a lot of value to our national team with his perspective. It's just very different. Um, there's stuff that I completely agree with. There's stuff that I don't agree with. And there's stuff that he's changed my mind on. Um, but all in all, it's been definitely positive. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's kind of like a second half. Um, says it. I'm sure it's been a great resource for a lot of the players, um, which I think unanimously it probably mm-hmm. has been a great resource, whether you go once a week, twice a week, or you're feeling naked, yeah. you just pop in here and there. Um, but on the men's side especially, it seems like there's hardly any young talent that USAV is bringing up to develop. Mm-hmm. Taylor Crabb and Brian Cook as the only players under 30 on the roster. It's not true. I'm sitting next to one. 
And well, I guess you're thirty now. You're the thirty third. Is Trevor thirty yet? Trevor's thirty two. Yeah. Wow. All right. So you're you're over the hill. You're over the hill, man. (laughs) And there's no one under the age of twenty seven. But I think Miles Partain is kind of being brought in a little bit. Yeah. No. They they're definitely keeping the young guys in. Um, I mean, uh, Miles Evans is in there, in the weight room a lot. there's just like a hierarchy. Like when once you prove yourself, they'll let you in the gym. Like, hey, yeah. you have gym access. We can't give you access to the trainers because the trainers only have so much time. Right. Hildebrand can only watch film with a few teams, so it's really very tiered. But if there's a good indoor player, Hildebrand gets them, and Sean Scott, they get them straight into the gym. Like yeah. you skip all the rest of it, proving yourself. Uh, if you're coming from like the U.S. national team. Right. Um, Partain's proven himself, so Hildebrand's given him access. I, I think he has access, but I just don't think he uses it yet because he's, he's still in school. high school. <laughs> he's in high <laughs> he's school. Oh my God. So what Hildebrand has done, though, is he invited him to national team practice, and, and Partain um, sits there on the sidelines and just talks and asks questions, a lot of questions. And, I mean, that's so valuable. If I yeah. could have done that in high school, oh, my God. I didn't even, like, sniff a professional beach court <laughs> yeah. out in Hawaii. Um, so, no, their national team totally has uh, those players in mind. They just can't give them full access because they, they only have so many resources and you got to take care of your top guys or else if you, if, you, if you don't take care of the top teams, then it's like you're not giving the top teams anything to work towards. Yeah. Like it's got to be good at the top and you got to be able to go all in and, and, and uh, I mean – the goal of the national team, the, the way that USA Volleyball gets funding is medals. Like yeah. Four, five stars, world championships, and Olympics. That's all the USOC cares about. And if they don't get, USA Volleyball doesn't get those, bye-bye. Yeah. No funding. All right. Well, I uh, contributed one bronze medal that doesn't count. Hey. <laughs> doesn't count, but it's right here. USOC doesn't care about that guy. Been waiting for the restoration girl to put this <laughs> on. <laughs> But it's there. It looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> looks the exact same. I'll just wash out the one star on it. Yeah. Um, let's see. This guy, I'm Beachin. Would love to know who you guys feel the top up-and-coming coaches and why you feel that way. Um, also, having trained with some pairs over the offseason, who do you think is in line to have a big year? Uh, we've kind of already discussed that. So up-and-coming coaches. Um, I, I love Jordan Chang. Um, he's been one of my best buds, and he's coaching Sarah and Kelly. Um, he's risen the ranks faster than anyone. Yeah. He came in with Reed, so he got that expedited path. And then, yeah, spot opened up when Leandro uh, wasn't coaching uh, Clays and Sponsel anymore. And yeah. now Jordan Chang has himself a number three team in the U.S. all of a sudden. Yeah, and they love him, too. They're all on board. And Jordan, he's um, super humble and, like, like beginner kind of growth mindset mm-hmm. and because I asked him I was like well would you want to like step into Phil Tyler's job he's like no like there's no way I'm ready right so I think in terms of like up and coming coaches like I think Jordan Chang is the guy yeah and and I think it seems like and I've never been coached by him but it seems like he's like you said he's patient he's not trying to like over um you know act like he's he's done more than he has or mm-hmm. that he knows more than he does he's just learning and and giving his two cents when he can. And, um, I mean, he knows volleyball at a high level. He has a lot to contribute. Um, but he's picking and choosing what to say. And, yeah. and I appreciate that, you know, when, when coaches come out in the beginning because it's like, 
at the end of the day, I've been out on the sand a right. lot more. Like there's some stuff <laughs> right. that you just got to trust me on. You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's flying through the system for sure. Yeah. And one thing I've, he's coached a couple of the practices, um, that I've been at and he's great at, he'll ask you your opinion before he gives his, he's like, well, why did, why did you do this? Right. And I'll say, cause I saw this and he's like, huh, that's interesting. Okay. He's like, all right, well, now that I know that, that's, I'll look for that. And yeah, he like so gets smart. Yeah. yeah, he's great. So he's not just like ordering you around the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's just getting as much information as possible and tailoring it to you. And not just saying something because there's a timeout, because there's silence. Right. It's like, I hate that one, coach. I'm like, you're saying something because you can't. Because there's a break. And, <laughs> yeah. and it sounds like a coach should say something right now. But really, I need you to say something if you have something to say. And if not, yeah. like, let's not do this. Yeah. Um, a couple other coaches that come to mind. This guy LT, um, he just moved I've here. I've only heard of him. He coached uh, me and Rafi before Chicago. I really liked the practices that he ran. He coached uh, Baranek and Kalinski in Manhattan mm-hmm. when they got their third. Um, and he's been running kind of group trainings with Avery and Chase, Bjork and Logan, mm-hmm. um, Casey and Troy, uh, yeah, Miles and Theo came and uh, Chase. So there's been. He's been kind of getting around and getting in pretty good groups. I don't know if he's, like, locking in a team to coach or anything, but he's just out here running good quality practices. practices. Yeah. yeah. Well, came and um, K-Spear broke up, but did their coach yeah, stick with I K-Spear? Think Mike Campbell. Yeah, Mike. I don't know. who He's the head coach at Long Beach um, during fall season so, or wow. spring. So I don't know, like, what he, what he does until May. Right. I don't know if he helps – Came or, or Jeremy, um, but he was obviously worked. <laughs> yeah, Came and Jeremy were awesome last year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, Leandro, we've been using Leandro a little Leandro's bit. He's great. not new to the game. Yeah, but I, I really love the feedback he has. Yeah, and he coached me before P fourteen forty Huntington, mm-hmm. um, and I my best finish, got a fifth. <laughs> yeah. So I like him, dude. I think there's so much. Um, potential there for coaches like mm-hmm. if some of these indoor coaches like they see the beach it's like oh i'm not gonna go volunteer my time or yeah. whatever but like not every t- team has a coach like not even close yeah and the game is getting so good that every team is gonna need a coach yeah so if i'm a good indoor coach i'm looking at this as like i'm gonna get in now look at jordan mm-hmm. chang yeah he bailed from indoor and now he's got a number the he's number three 27 years old he's fully on the world tour yeah um that's a good life, and yeah. you can make a pretty good living, mm-hmm. depending on how well the world, girls do. And they're doing really well. And you have a long <laughs> off-season, and yeah. you're home a lot. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of potential. There's um, Colin. You know, I don't know Colin's last name. He's been coming out a lot. Uh, Wilson. Colin, Colin Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. So he showed up, and he – it's so funny. He showed up, um, I want to say from Maryland – uh, he coached at South Carolina. South Carolina. Darn it. He was on the their... Game Cock. Same coast. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen. It's all the same. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the, the fake SC, right? Yeah. The East Coast SC, yeah. fake SC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he, no, he showed up the first day, and he told me, he's like, yeah, I was listening to the podcast, and, and I actually took your advice, because at one point you said... Uh, you know, you just got to come out here and just show up at practices and just immerse yourself. And he's yeah. like, so that's what I did. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he actually did it just because we said it on the podcast, but yeah, he, um, he's been just showing up to practices and helping us out. And like, 
just being a hand. And then all of a sudden, Hildebrand's like, oh, this guy's awesome. He wants to help. I could use help. Yeah. And now he's at all the national team practices. And now Hildebrand's giving him a voice and, like, asking for his opinion. Now he's, I mean, it's been, like, a few months he's been out here. Yeah. <laughs> he's working his way up the system. And, like, he just, like, showed up. So he was with the 1440 Developmental Program. And, uh, and I, like, he just showed up one morning. Yeah. Like, I, like, didn't know who he was. And he just, like, kept coming. He's, like, shagging balls and doing stuff and helping us out. And, like, super nice guy. And then I saw him at, um the AVCA coaches convention in Pittsburgh and he was just there just like picking brains and just talking to people. And then he's out at LT's practices. He's at the USA practices. He's just doing stuff. I feel like he just walks down the strand and is like, yep, practice. practice." (laughs) No one's going to be like, Hey, get away. Cause he knows when to talk and when not to. And and he just helps. I think he also volunteers at Northridge. Yes. I I believe that's true too. Yeah. So good on him. That's, that's the way. I mean, that's going to turn into a paid position real quick. For sure. But talk about just investing your time in yourself. Yeah. That's the way to go. Yeah. So uh, I think that's kind of a good overview of the coaches, I think. That's all I can really think of. Yeah, I'm sure there's some out there we can't think of right now. Yeah. I mean, I've been coached a little bit by Stein since he's took over the 1440 dev program. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love, I love his coaching style. It's awesome because he it's super friendly, direct, relatable, but no bullshit. Mm-hmm. He somehow just intertwines all these things that you like. Most coaches like you kind of have like the hard ass, like or the Pete right, Carroll, right, right, yeah, yeah. right? You got Bobby Knight or Pete Carroll, rah, rah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like right in between, and it's great. Love it. Uh, and like everything he says, just like clicked with me immediately. Hmm. Like you know when some coaches say something, it's just totally. like a light bulb. Yep. Like Stein said like three things, and it was just like. Wow, how could I not have thought about passing mm-hmm. that way? Well, that's like the other day of the USA program. I'm playing defense, and Mike Dodd decided to post himself up on one side of the court where we're all playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, three teams are siding out, and one team's on defense. Okay. And he posts himself up on the back line, and he just like bends over, and he's like, all right, try it. Let's do this. And I'm playing <laughs> defense. I'm like, whoa, I got Mike Dodd in my ear. <laughs> and he's talking as the play's going. He's like, watch it, watch it, patient. Watch it, move, see the set, see the set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's oh great. My God. <laughs> yeah. I have the mind of my dog in my head right now. I feel like I can do anything. Yeah. And I really did feel like I was making like different moves and kind of seeing things differently. Yeah. Oh, that was that was awesome. So yeah. valuable. That, but like just little things like that. So mm-hmm. I think um, I would. I'm gonna have to talk to Stein once UCLA is over for the year. See if he can coach me. But because I love his coaching style. Um. We got sure. two more fan questions. I know we've taken up a fair amount of everyone's yeah, it's time. A record episode. How long we got? Hour fifteen. Whoa! All right, we'll Lots make these info. make them quick. Um, this is a really interesting one. Uh, this is from guest two. Do you feel that some players put unnecessary pressure on their partnerships by setting unrealistic goals and perhaps not being accountable? For example. Hmm. Reed was trying to make the Olympics and has been milling through partners and now has ended up with someone who many think is not as good as his previous two. Um, so I, I think the question is, do you think that like, like if me and you were to, were to be partners, we're like, all right, we're going to go make the Olympics, we're going to win six FIVBs, and we're going to do this and that, and then obviously like those are really high. Mm-hmm. And if you fall short, then I, I look at you and like, well, it's Tri's fault. We're done. Right. Which I, I think happens at... At the qualifier level, all the time. 
I, I think that that what this guy just said is an exact approximation of every qualifier player's mindset. Right. Oh, we lost uh, one qualifier. Your fault. Right. Doesn't matter if the other guy was bombing aces, tagging lines the whole time. Your fault. We're done. It's like <laughs> that get rich quick. Uh, yeah. Thing, where, oh, I'm gonna try this. Oh, it didn't work. Okay, next. Yeah. When you're like, oh, you were sitting, you just planted the seed, mm-hmm. and you were waiting for it to sprout, or it sprouted a little, but it wasn't a tree. Right. So then you're pissed. And you right. Go plant another seed somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I mean, I, I think that's spot on. Mm-hmm. It totally happens. Uh, with the Reed situation, I, I don't know what his... I mean, he's a smart guy, and he knows what he's doing. Um, I feel like he has different motives sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in terms of other players, that's why you don't see a lot of movement at the top. Exactly. Really. I mean, it's a little off because you obviously have the incentive to stay with your partner and you've already made yeah. it you know oh i'm in the money position why right. would i move that's easy no one would move um but i also think that those players understand i mean i've had two partners my whole career yeah and i didn't even drop my other partner we got forced to split <laughs> right or maybe i'd still be playing at hide and who knows um but I, I think the players that are making it understand that and they're really investing in their partners and um, in their relationships, and I mean, you're learning that every partner you have to learn a new system for. Like, mm. I love the way that I used to play volleyball. If I play the way I played with Hayden, it doesn't work, right? Which is so frustrating. Like, I want to, I'm like, dude, I can do all this, <laughs> all this crazy stuff, yeah. And then I'm like, it only works if the guy behind me is doing the exact <laughs> right. opposite, you know, you have to be working in sync, and I gotta play to. To my guy's strengths now, mm-hmm. and if I were to switch partners again and again, like I feel like I'm barely just getting to know how to play around Trevor's game. Yeah, like I still feel like I'm on step three of ten. Yeah, and I'm in my second year and in position for the Olympics. Yeah, um, so yeah, I think you're spot on. Yeah, I think um, I think there's a, an important distinction to make between goals and expectations. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast with Michaela Schifrin, who's the best skier on the planet right, right now. And she mentioned something like this, that she sets goals and she thinks goals are important, but her goals are not her expectations. So she sets these really high goals, but it's not what she expects to achieve. Mm-hmm. It's what she wants to. So I think partners will set goals for themselves that are also their expectations. Right. Where we're going to qualify seven out of eight tournaments. Mm-hmm. And if you only qualify in three out of six, and you're like, well, this didn't meet my expectations. Right. So I think it's important to, and what a lot of partnerships don't do is make that delineation between their goals and what they actually expect mm-hmm. to achieve. I, th- I think, yeah, I, mean, I think you're spot on. And I think of it in my mind, and it's like the goals are a North Star. Mm-hmm. You're out floating in the middle of the ocean. You know you're going in that direction. Right. But that doesn't help you figure out how to get through this storm that you're in right now. Yeah. You're in a squall. You might want to go around or you see it in front. You might want to take a little turn. But if you're so set on, no, no, it's right there. I got to go that way. Mm-hmm. Then you just ride yourself straight into a storm. You know what I mean? So I think expectations is how do you want to be throughout that journey right. towards that North Star? Do I want to adapt? Do I want to, uh, you know, stay 
even keel through the highs and lows? Do I want to communicate with my partner, connect with my partner? Uh, do I want to get better at serving? Do I want to learn a certain amount of things or something? Do I want to, I just want to get better at, like me and Trevor's goal this year is really simple. Get better at volleyball. Just get a little bit better. Yeah. That's all we want to do because we have so much to learn. Right. As split blockers, we understand that it's not perfect. Last right. year we went into it like, hey, <laughs> you know how to side out? I know how to yeah. side out. All right, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Screw the rest of it, dude. Like, right. I don't know how to block for you behind me, and I don't know how to play defense behind you. Yeah. Um, so now we're like, if we can just learn how to play a little bit of defense, mm-hmm. then it'll be great. Yeah. Um, so that's how I think of it. Yeah. So we have one last question. Um, super simple answer. Is Chicago the only event with a reduced field from last season? Yes. Chicago is going from a big draw of 24 to a small draw of 16. Everything else staying the same. So that's kind of our season preview. Booyah. Booyah. I hope um, that took you through like three car rides. Yeah, hopefully. Sorry for the length, but hey, they're your questions. So we just tried to answer them as thoroughly as possible. Um, so we got season coming up. It's time to get training again. Let's get back to work. People. Let's get back to work. Shoots. Shoots. Shoots.